Hi, everyone. Welcome to... Okay, go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Wise and Once Said with myself, Bliss. And myself, Ray. Hey, guys. So, today we are going to be speaking about... Who's we want? Today we are going to be speaking about how to be vegan in an unsupportive environment. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people use their external situations as an excuse to not eat healthy um, or not be vegan. So I feel like let's debunk and throw away some of the things in the trash. So it's more people can see, okay, cool, I can actually be vegan. It's just me, you know. In my head. Okay. So um, before we even get into that, I just want to make it clear that what we are speaking about here, we are not talking about junk food vegan. When we talk about being vegan, we're talking about whole food plant-based vegan, you know, from really the the fruits and the vegetables and and the and the 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 root vegetables and all of the other stuff. We are not talking about your beyond meats. We are not talking about all of the impossible burgers in the world. This is not um, the type of veganism we are talking about. I'm not saying that we have not had it or anything anything before, but what we talk about is actually just living a whole food plant-based lifestyle that goes beyond just not eating animal produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Um, so what would you say? Let's do with the five top five excuses that people make. Um, I'll start. Um price so it not being affordable mm-hmm. um what would you say another one is um protein they can't eat not, not getting enough protein mm-hmm. um another one is um omega threes mm-hmm. omega threes and sixes yeah the fats uh saying that it's not uh it's not um it's not part of humans um biological it's not natural basically yeah um and i guess the last one is the support which we're going to do with today but i feel like they're like the main ones yeah so everything's too expensive um yeah convenient you know there's only mcdonald's is this is that blase 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 and what was the second one you said uh, was that mega free or protein? Protein, like a protein mega freeze as well and the last two were um, blah, blah, blah. Environment was one, and sometimes it's taste, and that as well, taste. Um, but yeah, I think so. Let's get into how to, I guess, essentially survive vegan <laughs> veganism. Um, specifically, I guess this conversation is tailored towards people that do live in quote unquote first worlds. Um, just because we live in one and we can only really speak from our experience. Um, so for me, my first initial hesitation when transitioning to veganism, not even veganism, vegetarianism, because I didn't know about veganism. Um, I didn't know it existed. It wasn't really like out there like that. It wasn't really mainstream. But my first concerns or reasons not to was... It was taste. Um, it was lack of, you know, variety. I never really considered, like, if I was to go to a restaurant, get the vegetarian op- option. It's going to be what? Like a salad or a veggie burger. It's not going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I never really saw it as something that was sustainable because, as well, there wasn't many people around. There was no people around me that were vegan. 
vegetarian probably but because i wasn't paying attention i just would have overlooked it mm-hmm. um so yeah i had all the same issues and excuses before i went vegan but the main thing is being educated mm-hmm. and you know we're young millennial women we are in you know the current culture so it's not like we're completely living off grid from what everyone else is like i still go out and socialize i still have a life i'm still (laughs) you know doing normal stuff because people seem to think it's a whole nother world yeah but it's really not um it was at first but now because i have like individually made it a part of my life it's also now like on a larger scale it is part of you know the wider community um so i think what would some advice be that i would give or do you want to give a little backstory on like what you thought you'd struggle with yeah for me um definitely lack of like lack of variety i thought that was going to be my issue which now is laughable because like Mm -hmm. what does that even mean because i was just rotating between five different types of meats my whole life yeah that is the epitome of having lack of variety but Mm -hmm. um um, i didn't really think about the taste thing first that was not my issue mainly because at the time i was training a lot and my whole thing was i was trying to find healthier options and somehow i saw something briefly about veganism barely even looked into it properly and i decided i was just gonna try it for a week Mm -hmm. but i thought i was gonna die because the way i done end of end of days preparation Mm. i cooked the feast of all feasts on that sunday because i knew oh it's only gonna be a week so next week sunday and the monday i'll go back to eat meat but i cooked myself all types of meat i made fried chicken i made mac and cheese i made oxtail i thought i was gonna die so i was like let me just eat as much as possible so that this can last me for the whole rest of the week but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the lack of knowledge and information about certain stuff because it just seems like... Because it's so outside of society's norm, mm. people don't know how to conceptualise it in their minds on how they can go about doing it. That was the biggest thing. And for me as well, like I feel like being African, it was just like, how do you explain that to your mother? Because I feel like... Um, People like to make it seem like as if veganism or plant-based is a very white thing, when in all actuality it isn't. It's just being commercialised in a way to people that it is perceived as being a white thing, where indigenous like indigenous people have been eating mainly plant-based for millennia, but it wasn't called veganism, or it wasn't called plant-based, it was just food and a way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to explain it then becomes very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have a label. Mm-hmm. Um, just like most things didn't have a label. But now, because there's so much of everything, things need to be labelled and, you know, they need to be clear. But yeah, I I was the same um, in terms of... Well, when I transitioned, when I finally transitioned, for me, it was more so health um, reasons in the beginning when I was looking into it, because I already dropped out dairy, mm-hmm. um, but I was still eating meat and stuff. And then I kind of went off red meat. Then I went off chicken. And I was like, do you know what? Let's just do it overnight. So I went overnight and that was it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was the variety. Yeah. So I was kind of like that, but then I was a fussy eater. And like you said, you kind of like, when you eat meat, you typically eat the same 
me and the same meals. Do you know what I mean? So even though when I was going out to eat, it's not like I was going to all these different restaurants and trying this, trying that. Every single place I would go, I'd get the exact same thing. If I went Nando's, I'd get wings and peri-peri chips and that's it. Like, I would never ever try anything else. So it's only now that I'm like having to try stuff is where I eat like so many different foods that I would never eat if I was a meat eater at mm. all. I would probably... Mm, quinoa, maybe. That would probably really be the only like vegan thing even though I was like technically healthy mm -hmm. but you see a lot of lean meats and stuff but mac and cheese didn't like that didn't like oxtail there's bad things that I just didn't like um because I was fussy like I was a fussy fussy eater but now I'm not so yeah <clears throat> but in terms of like support how was it for you when you first transitioned what was the like the reception like I think it's because because I'm like people, the people around me know I'm always like trying to challenge myself. For me, initially, it was I heard something about vegans and being healthy, so I thought, Do you know what, I'm trying to push myself, trying to get healthier. Mm -hmm. Live this. I saw this as another self challenge before. I used to do self touch challenges where I would not eat carbs or I would not do this or I would change this amount. For me, this was just another thing I was gonna do in 2016 where mm -hmm. I'm challenging myself and then I can just move on from it. Basically, that's what I thought it was gonna be, mm -hmm. and. At first, my mother didn't quite understand what it was because I said to her, I don't eat meat. And in her head, she's like, okay, so vegetarian, like mm -hmm. so you have eggs or whatever the case might be. And then um, I had to explain that no eggs and things like that. But then she understood that as well because her brother is in this church in, in Congo where they don't consume mm. like animal-based produce. So for her, it was just like, okay, so... Not at all. But she didn't know the word vegan. She just knew, okay, some people just don't eat it at all for religious reasons or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. And then obviously at the time, my partner, being Jamaican, straight, he was like, oh, so ITAL. I was like, yes, pretty much. But I didn't even know what ITAL was until he started explaining to me. He's like, yeah, like the rasters, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, yeah, that's really good. Like it's super healthy. Rasters live really long, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm mm -hmm. going to try it for a week. And, you know, one week went through and I was like, I'm still alive. I didn't die after mm -hmm. I stuffed myself. And, you know, for me, actually, I guess the people around me were much more open to just people trying new things, whether, even though they had no intention of changing their ways of eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I know that mm -hmm. I'm very lucky because other people do not have that. Some, you have the younger ones that are still living with their parents and trying to explain that because you don't have control over the, the pocket on buying items. So mm -hmm. how do you then go about explaining that to someone else? who's going to be the one paying for stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because <clears throat> I know a few young people that I've spoken to that have wanted to transition, but they're like, oh, um, I've told my mom and she says she's not going to make any vegan food for me, which I think is, like, cruel. Um, but, yeah, in situations like that, like, some parents don't allow their children to have say. So it's like, oh, if you want to go vegetarian, you think it's trendy? Okay, but I'm cooking chicken and rice tonight, so what you could you can pick out the chicken type of thing. So I definitely see how people can feel like put off or not supported or unmotivated to transition when they're still living at home and when they're around people that are just like it's not even like they're neutral, they're against it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think it's it's like it's not your choice though, you know? Mm. Um so I see how that can be difficult. I personally didn't have that issue. Not that anyone around me immediately went vegan. Um, I think people maybe thought it was a phase 
that I would kind of yeah. just get over in a couple months. But here I am nearly, what, six years later. Um, so, yeah, I think that was the only thing. But I used to try a lot of stuff. I tried keto. Um, I yeah. tried pretty try much pretty much everything. <laughs> everything. Intermittent fasting. Um, everything. So I was very explorative anyways. I never tried vegetarian, though. I never tried no. pescatarian. I just kind of went full for all yeah that was not something i would ever really consider i either eat meat or i don't so um yeah i can definitely see how it can be difficult for people um but in those situations where people don't have that support what would you say some good advice would be for them i think um with anyone is trying to prove especially when you're when it's a it's a a parent and child dynamic Mm -hmm. it's about trying to prove your point right Mm -hmm. um and basically explaining the reasons why you want to do it and you know just breaking it down in a way in which they will understand and if they still don't understand and i hate to i don't want to be saying oh no you can't do it but maybe it's just you can't do it right now you don't have the funds to buy your own food and your parents don't want to then you can't do it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yes it's we may see as cruel but maybe you just need to wait until Mm -hmm. you are able to get a job and bring bring, buy your own food because some parents are just not going to be you know accommodating to that Mm-hmm. but they'll yeah. accommodate to their child eating chicken nuggets and chips every day yeah which i think is cruel i mean there's ways you can like navigate you obviously say there is meat prepared you know you can have like the starch and the veggies and you know just slowly eliminate and you know offer to cook your own food as mm-hmm. well um offer to do chores in exchange for you know, okay, can you buy me this if I do this? So there are ways to navigate um, if you're at that age. But for people that are a little bit older, um, like our age, I think having a community is definitely important. Um, having people around you that you can be accountable mm-hmm. and, you know, following pages online that are in alignment with what you want to do, where you want to be, how you want to eat, that helps because you're constantly ingesting that information, whether you realise it or not. Um, so that definitely will help because you'll get inspiration. You'll see like with vegan, there's not as many limitations as people think there are. There's an abundance of, you know, resources, recipes, books, everything Mm. online. So definitely like, you know, go through the rabbit hole and search up stuff because you'll find like an abundance of stuff. Um, in terms of Expenses. I was about to say for the kids to like offer it to go food shopping with your parents if you never never did before. Offer up to go with them, and then maybe when you're there, you're able to be like, "Oh, can I try this?" Mm-hmm. It's, it's less it's less intrusive than you saying, "When you go, can you get me the da 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 da?" Whereas when you're there, you could be like, "Oh, can I try this?" It's much easier for them to be like, "Okay, yeah, like have that." Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, slowly just doing certain stuff like, "Oh, you go there, get lentils." A lot of people are very sim- uh, familiar with lentils. So you get start with lentils, bringing it home, you know, little, little mm-hmm. things that are just plant-based, but you're just slowly creeping it into the whole family's diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because it's something that everyone can eat as well. It's not just you. Mm. Like, this is the thing people don't get. I can't eat non-vegan food, but non-vegans can eat vegan food. Like, so I don't know when people make these big issues about, you know, having vegan food. Bro, it's vegetables and a starch. You can eat that. You eat that normally, just with meat. Um, some people can be fussy about stuff like that. Today, but... literally today in the car, we're driving, and it was, uh, I think it's birthday the other day, isn't it? and uh, I got uh, a birthday cake 
vegan birthday cake, carrot ca- carrot and chai birthday cake. Mm. Didn't tell nobody that it was a vegan cake. And I probably shouldn't have told them just before they ate it. Because no. one of them, I'm like, it was it was like, oh, today he... I think they're not taking the person serious that they are going to be plant-based. And it was like, oh, it was today I guess it's a cheat day, blah, 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 blah. The cake looks nice. And then, mm. it, then it was like, no, this is also a vegan cake. Like, this is also a vegan cake. And it was like, what, a vegan carrot cake? Okay, then I'll try that. It's okay, it's not too bad. Something's not quite right with it. I'm like, I yeah. shouldn't have said yeah, I just don't it is that. Off. And then today I was in the car. This little boy was in the car. It was like, yeah, you know, I don't know about this vegan thing. You know, that cake was not, that cake was not right. And I'm like, what's huh? with the cake? Then he explained that even when he gets explained about dairy and eggs, it puts him off it. He's the kind, like the moment he knows something, he can't. Like, he just detaches. It's like, I don't want to try it anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like a, a childlike mindset to think that you're just like, oh, because it's vegan, I don't want to try it. And it's like, what is the harm in that? You don't even, like, you, there's no harm to you. It's just, but people, like, do you not hear yourself? There's not harm to you, but it's funny because you said, oh, when someone explains to you about, like, dairy, it'll put you off it for a little bit, but you'll go back. How come you keep going back to dairy? How come you keep going back to eggs? Yeah. It's the cognitive dissonance. But yeah, that that's why I don't tell people stuff. Because yeah. they're like, oh, You just vegan. give them the damn food. Then they start like analysing everything and they get in their heads and they're just like, oh my God, it's vegan. Oh my God, it tastes like grass. And, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just don't even bother. Oh, it, it's good for a vegan cake. That's what mm. people usually say. And it's like, bro, it's a cake. That's what they said. They said, oh, this is good. This is good for a vegan cake. And I'm like, it's but a nice it's, cake. Yeah, but it's because people don't actually understand like, the fundaments of baking and people don't understand like people just don't understand no <laughs> you know you only need fat really and fat that's it and just fat in different forms oil is basically the same as egg and then nuts are fat which is you know what um, vegan milk is made out of so it's just but yeah i'm not gonna get into all the technicalities that's just my chef brain but yeah I just don't bother saying anything anymore because people just, it's just annoying. Listen, the food is there. If you want to eat it, if you don't want to eat it, whatever. That's your business. At this point, I I don't even, I don't even care anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It is what it is. But, um, sorry, I wrote wrote down the key point so we can make sure we're not getting lost. It was convenience, convenience and taste. Um, Convenience. Well, I think that one, we can scrap that because (laughs) like, Every restaurant you go to, there's going to be a few vegan options. Like, if not one at the very minimum and one decent one, then there's going to be a few. And chefs are now being, like, trained to cook a lot more vegan dishes. Um, So it's even for people to eat fast food, oh, I'm always on the go. You can get a vegan option at McDonald's. You can get a vegan option at KFC. Mm -hmm. Is Burger King even still open? Burger King is open, yeah. Um, Burger King has two vegan... I looked actually, Burger King has two vegan options for big adult meals and then they have one vegan children's meal mm-hmm. for for um for kids. So what about five guys? Does that have a vegan burger? Oh child, I don't even know. I don't know. But you get the point. Like every place will have a vegan option. If they don't, they're very behind and very outdated and you probably shouldn't eat there. So I would say convenience is like it's made it's been made to be super convenient. Even if you go in the supermarkets, there's a whole vegan aisle. Do you know what I mean? In the, like, the meats 
and then you have the milks and you have the snacks and you have the cereals and you have everything. It's also, so I wanted possible. to mention as well, like you said, the supermarkets, people are like, oh yeah, but you know, at work, I just grab a sandwich and thing and go. Well, in Tesco's, in, in Asda, like if you're going to metropolitan places, you're, got, you're bound to have in the same aisle that has the meal deals, there will be the vegan sandwiches, the vegan salads, the, you know, the vegan yogurts that you can take aside, the vegan snacks on the side. I've already had seaweed flakes as a side and one of my no, the thingy do you know what I mean so mm. like sushi vegan sushi it's just there it's always around like if it's you're in you, London there's, I just feel like if you live in London there's absolutely or any city to be fair any cities really but once you start to go a bit up north depending outside of Manchester because Manchester is um, vegan heaven it is known to be vegan heaven within most places you're walking to you're going to be, have vegan stuff but when you start to go a little bit up north or, live, or all the way down south, outside of Brighton, because Brighton has a lot of vegan places, but you might have a little bit of a struggle, but it's not that hard now because the major, even the major Tesco's and the major Sainsbury's will have the vegan options, whether you want it or not. Do you know what I mean? So mm. convenience, I think, is, is something in your head that is blocking you because you feel like, like, like Bliss said, yeah, the reason why you say convenience is because when you go to these places, you order the same things you've been ordering mm -hmm. for years and years at end. The inconvenience for you is the fact that you don't want to you don't want to order something new. Yeah. It's not that it's not there or it's difficult or it's more expensive or it's this or it's that. It's just that you don't want to try and but people don't like change. I didn't. Do you know what I mean? But once I educated myself and I just couldn't turn a blind eye to the information that I was presented with me personally. Um, there was just no way I was going to know all of that information and then still turn around and eat meat. I was like, no, I'm good. So for me, it was more of like the moral shift more than anything. Mm -hmm. I know some people have conflicts. That's why it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change I mean, because... For example, a diet for me would be, oh yeah, I'm going to stop eating sugar. That's more of like a, from a diet perspective and I can essentially break that because I can relapse and eat sugar mm -hmm. but there's no relapsing and eating meat like they, I don't have that desire I don't want to um it's not something I like in the back of my head like oh yeah I give it 10 years or what no it's just not something that is a part of me I'm a human being um so you have to definitely see it as a lifestyle change more of than a diet change because then say if you go out you're drunk and if it's a diet thing do you know what I mean you can fall off you can go and eat something else yeah, it's not that, vegan that is such a great point because you hear people saying that you know oh um I was vegan for someone said to me I think they said they were vegan for three years and something something happened and they had a burger it's always it's either the burger you're over here either the burger or the bacon the two B's and it's like like it's 2021 now like there are amazing vegan burgers out there there's just no excuse, but do you know what? Like you said, that means for that person, it wasn't a lifestyle, it was a diet. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are dietary vegans, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them have the willpower and will not eat outside of veganism, um, outside of their vegan diet. Um, a lot of them do it for training reasons. So typically, you know, most people that are training and are going to have a set diet are going to be more disciplined naturally. Um, but for like the average person who's got like you know mediocre um, mediocre um, discipline, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a lot more difficult if you see it as a diet. And then because you have veganism, and then there's like this whole you know um, list of like different types of veganism mm -hmm. and 
like so even like you're vegan now that's already um a limitation quote unquote so there's already a lot of things that you can't eat that usually would and then it's like okay you're not going to go and eat junk food you're going to have to eat healthy okay and then once your body starts to get used to actually good foods you're probably going to start to reject a lot of bad stuff so you probably start to reject sugar gluten all of this stuff and then okay now i'm gluten free now i'm sugar free and now there's all these like extra add-ons to your diet and your lifestyle and you're like okay this is a lot so that's and why then the oils yeah and then you know a lot of people transition to raw foods away from cooked foods so i would nine. yeah exactly so it's so 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 layered so i definitely wouldn't see it as and then you also a, have the fasting ones yeah but also before we before we get into that yeah let's talk about some of the reasons why some people go vegan right because so, we talked about the reason why people will find it as an inconvenience or whatever the case might be mm -hmm. there is obviously the environmental vegans the mm -hmm. ones that change for the environmental reasons animal rights animal liberations um health mm -hmm. i think those are the top three right uh spirituality spirituality religion. spirituality um, and religion so yeah those are normally the top ones ethics that yeah but you mentioned ethics. ethics already yeah with the animal rights um but yeah i mean for me it was pretty much all of them together but my initial was the health and just morally. Yeah, I was about to say, most people, it's always one over the other. And then once you start to get more information, it starts to be a combination of all the above. Yeah. So that's why I see it as a lifestyle because it's literally like a solidified belief. Do you know what I mean? Because from every different angle, it's just not have like, it's not, it's not changing. It's just is what it is. But I want to touch on the fact that I know we said like you start you come in with one belief in regards to it so for myself it was mainly health but then you start to gain information uh, about other sectors in that and for me the biggest transition for me personally was the fact that I went in for health but then I started to develop a level of empathy towards animals that I never had before mm -hmm. I, I was never the person that was a pet person a dog person, people want to talk about their dogs and show you pictures. I couldn't have given two fucks mm. about it. But it made me, I guess, more human in a way. Mm -hmm. I felt a lot more human because I was able to have compassion for, thing, for, for living beings that do not look like myself or nowhere near live life in the ways in which I live. Mm -hmm. And that was such a spiritual awakening for myself because... You see yourself, most human beings, if you ask them right now, if they are selfish, they will tell you that, no, I'm not selfish. Mm -hmm. I do this and I do that and I do this and I do all of these other stuff. But there are levels to being selfish, right? How do you see others who do not look like you in a human form? Mm -hmm. And then how do you see others who do not look like you who are not in human form? How do you see even plants in that, in that matter? How do you see inanimate objects? How, like, it goes even deeper. And I think I was able to, veganism truly changed my life spiritually in allowing me to kind of remove those, what do they call them? Those blinders that I had about myself and be openly compassionate to things that were beyond me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very compassionate choice. And I think, well, when I was younger, that's just weird. But I just knew, I've always liked animals, though. I grew up horse riding, so I've always um, liked animals, but always also um, eating meat, right? And I think that 
for me it was like oh but it's like it's already dead like it's already meat so what's me not eating or not eating it gonna do that was my first thing when I was younger so it's like oh maybe when I'm older I'll go vegetarian or whatever um because maybe by then I'll have like have made that connection um so like you said like once you start with one let's say health then the others kind of like follow through so then that's what happened I made that connection and I realized okay I actually do have more impact than I think I do Mm. and yeah so now I just see it as like cruel to be fair and spiritually wrong as well um I know we're going to play the video, right? But one thing that in the video that we're going to play, he said conscious omnivores. I said, what's that? A conscious omnivore. So basically someone that eats meat. How can you eat meat consciously? Like how, how I don't get the association, but we'll speak about we'll that. Speak but about that, that just came up in my head. Yeah, I found that funny. That was the only thing that I really found funny from that video. But I don't know. I guess we're in a time when people like to like put pretty words on stuff. It's like, Halal meat, killing meat in like a good way. How 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 do you kill something in? I a think good it's. Way? I think the whole um concept of the halal meat is basically that being preyed the the animal being preyed over. So like, they stole or you know, in, excuse me if I'm being in, incorrect. I think it's something to do with the preying and the way in which the animal is is killed. It's deemed um halal because it because it's it's the way in which they're supposed to kill animals. Yeah, by slitting their throat. But yeah. But again, like, you know, a spade is a spade. That is still killing something in a vile yeah. way. And, you know, when we get into that, it's just interesting because human beings have the tendency to come up with pretty ways to explain and justify their behaviours. And I say a justification, there may be something a little bit wrong with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I want to get to the other points, because you had five points, right, that people say why they can't be plant-based. Mm-hmm. The big one, the big P, protein. Oh, protein. I've spoken about this so many times. Everyone uh, goes on about how much. Yeah, but what about protein? What about this? What about that? Like, I'm going to die. and My muscles is going to disintegrate. And, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk basic science here. Um, it's near impossible for any human being that is eating on a regular basis to have protein deficiency. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's because most food items that you are consuming on a daily basis has a level of protein in it. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's the most. That's why you hear the saying that they want you to be eating lean meat because they tend to have more protein in them. It's just different levels in different items. That Mm. is the only difference that you have. This is why you don't see people walking around saying they're protein deficient and passing out and having a steak being slapped in their mouth because they're about to die, you know? Mm. It's not the same thing with someone having been diabetic or in in any form. So that is one thing I just can't take why... There is, there's been a sensationalized way about protein and, and how protein is no longer associated as in um, nutritional breakdown, but it's now associated with actual food. So when people are talking about their food, they're like, oh, I'm going to have my rice and, and a protein in the side. Or if you're watching a chef cooking show, which really irritates me, it really like grinds my gear when I watch the chefs. They're like, oh, they'll ask them, oh, so what protein did you pick to, to make this meal with? Oh, you know, I'm going to go for duck. Duck? 
It's not a fucking protein. It's an animal. <laughs> Can we just fucking stop it? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even want to call it what it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you are literally, we are so far and disassociated with the things that we're eating. We are now starting to call them things that they're not asked, they, they, they are not, so then we don't feel guilty about them. Mm-hmm. A duck is not a protein, a duck is a duck. A duck is an animal, a living animal that has children and that has like a life. Mm-hmm. Like protein can come from anywhere. Yeah, that's facts. And and the the concept that, you know, yeah, but the cow, you know, like beef has just got such great amount of bone down. Like a hundred gram of I think it's spirulina has more protein than a steak. Mm-hmm. So if you are chasing protein, you are chasing protein in the wrong foods. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to have the maximum amount of protein, you are killing yourself by taking items that not only just contain protein, it contains saturated fat, it contains cholesterol and all types of things in there that actually you're not supposed to be consuming in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. And I think... Um... With the protein thing as well, like you said, no one is... If you're going to have a deficiency in protein, then, you know, 10 times out of 10, it's across the board. So you'll just be malnutrition in general. And typically, if you live in the first world, you know, you're not going to be malnutrition unless you have, like, an eating disorder or you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, whatever. Um, So the protein argument, you know, that's just the whole agenda that's being pushed by that whole fitness industry whatever the case may be um but yeah no one i personally do not know anyone that's had a protein deficiency i don't know anyone that knows anyone that's had a protein deficiency so yeah it is a myth and typically we eat a lot more protein than we should which causes a lot of health issues and our bodies can only use the protein that it needs if it doesn't need it it's just gonna come out in your piss so it's not even a thing where oh yeah if I eat 100 grams, 200 grams, 300 grams of protein and you do not need it, you're just wasting that because you're not, your body's not going to be able to use it. Um, so it's not something that you can just toggle and play with and when you want to... Do you know what I mean? It has mm-hmm. to make sense and all the other macronutrients will have to increase as well mm-hmm. and as well as your micro ones. So it's not something... I feel like nowadays, maybe not so much um, because... There's the vegan bodybuilders, um, there's vegan athletes, again, on YouTube, there's so many people that eat high-protein vegan diets um, for, I guess, like, their physical purposes. So it's not something that is, that shouldn't, that's an outdated mindset. Like, if you're not keeping up with the times, then, okay, maybe you'd think like that still. But now, especially when you look at, like, the back of the protein shakes and the the cow ones the whey ones right and if you read the ingredients it's just got like loads of shite inside it whereas you read the vegan ones at least the protein is pure like with hemp for example hemp um protein that will literally just be hemp powder protein Mm -hmm. but then you have the whey you have like flavorings you have sugar um you have all kinds of nonsense colorings additives and for what like just to put a little piece of protein in something so and you have to think about it right that protein source is secondary it's not the first source because 
if we were to really like reap the benefits of dairy and meat or whatever, we would literally have to be sucking on the udder. Like, because as soon as the milk comes out, that's when it has all its nutrients. Even like vegetables, as soon as they're picked, they drop to fat, they lose 30%, sorry, of their minerals and nutrients. So imagine the cow, you've milked the cow now, that um, cow has been transported somewhere to be cleaned and to be stored and then it goes into somewhere else to be filled up into this and like it just goes through so much processes and it's a lot more whiter than it typically is when it comes out and it's had all this removed and had all this it's added removed, yeah they've had to add because remember, add it, it's not it's not white it's it's actually yellow and red because of the blood and the pus and all the other stuff like the yeah, milk so that comes not... out at the the no, you know, the is not the same as the milk that you're drinking at home. No, it's not. Otherwise, I think people, humans will be a lot bigger than they are now. And humans are big. So you can imagine if you're getting like fresh, full fat milk from the cow. It's just like, it's just simple math, to be honest. It's, so. it's simple math because um, a calf is supposed to grow, I think, is it 200 something pounds within a short amount of space? Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? It means that the, the food in which they are taking in in that, in that time span needs to be so concentrated in fat in order, in order for them to grow that fast. So why do you think a human being who doesn't even grow to that size within the first couple of months of being alive is supposed to be consuming this? Yeah, even like where milk. is the maths? If we're not if we're not sitting here casually having milking women for their for for their breast milk for us to sell in a supermarket, I don't understand why we are doing it on another animal. Like the reason that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not made for human. Yeah, and it's just being normalized. So even the idea of drinking like human milk as adults is more bizarre than drinking cow milk as adults because that's a whole industry as well i know a lot of bodybuilders and people use breast milk Mm -hmm. like human breast milk which they shouldn't because your body naturally um at a certain age you're not supposed to be consuming lactose yeah it stops being able to digest it that's why so many people are lactose intolerant but that is a literal like chemical reaction going on in your body where okay you're at a certain age where you don't need milk anymore so that's why your body gets to a point where you're lactose intolerant and you can't drink milk and because you're not supposed to. Mm. It's not because you're lactose intolerant. It's because you're not supposed to ingest and digest lactose. Your body doesn't have the ability anymore. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's literally, if you just study nature and sprinkle a little bit of common sense, it kind of, it's not like Girl, something. that sprinkle is hard for most <laughs> people. You're saying it like it's a quick sprinkle. Yeah, it is a hard for most people to be. have common sense. Common sense is not common. No, it's not. And yes, we're miseducated. But now, in this time, you know, the, the, the age of information, ignorance is literally a choice at the end of the day. Because then I wouldn't have to hold myself accountable, hmm. you know? I wouldn't have to worry about what I'm eating. I could just eat whatever I want. I could do whatever I want. But I don't live that life. I can't live that life. I don't want my family to live that life. So I have to actually do work, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah? Uh, the next one
Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, <laughs> you did. Um, if anything comes on the screen now, just stop there. Okay. Yeah, it should be fine. How it is now is cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the screen is there in the other room as well. So just if there's anything that happens, you guys can see it. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Where was we? I was talking about um oh we talked about convenience and then protein. Um and then there's the people that say it is not human are not biologically built to be eating just plant based alone. What do you say to that, Miss Blissful? Um I think people confuse like humans, excuse me, humans' ability to adapt to us being like naturally inclined to eat things because, you know, like carnivore, carnivorous animals, right? And mammals, how they eat their meat is not the same as how we eat our meat because we don't eat, for example, chicken. We don't eat the feathers we don't eat the skin um we don't eat the blood we don't eat the bones we have to like literally dissect it and to me you know when you see a chicken you don't automatically think food if no one told you that chicken was food you wouldn't see it as food do you know what i mean you wouldn't like naturally think instinctively oh yeah i can eat that do you know what I mean? Like, I can rip off a wing and eat that. I think it was in Forks of the Nice, and they say, if you was to put a toddler in, 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 a, in a playpen with a chicken and an apple, which one do you think they would eat? It was rabbit. Rabbit and apple. There you go. Yeah. It's not something that is naturally... We're not designed like that. You don't salvate um, when you see animals. You, you know, when you look at a cow, do you think you're going to think, oh, yeah, that cow looks nice. Let me eat that cow. No. Like, it's just, no, it's just ridiculous. When you break it down like that, again, simple math, no. Even fish. How would a human catch fish with their hand? How? Like, and you wouldn't just catch the fish and put it in your mouth and swallow it. No. The only thing that people really eat raw is fucking oysters. Like, and again, how would you even get to the oysters as, like, natural human beings? So, um, I think when you look at it from that perspective, it starts to make sense, but... Just because humans can digest, for example, tissue. There's people that eat tissue every day. Does that mean that it's normal for humans to eat tissue? No. We can digest things. And, you know, they can go through us and we can sustain life. But that doesn't mean it's right. Oh, you know, but you know the little chemical that they add in the tissue apparently is great for your digestive. Yeah. <laughs> it's fiber. <laughs> you know, it's just like the drugs. Just because we can take all these cowpaw and neurofen and all of this stuff, it doesn't mean that we should. We see, you know, drug addicts thriving out here, full of life. That doesn't mean that that's okay and that's how how humans should consume stuff. No. So that's my perspective. It's as simple as ABC. Anyone can understand that. It's not complicated. Yeah. I don't think I even have anything to add to that because that's that's exactly what I feel like. It's just it, we are we have just become so bamboozled, and I'm gonna bring it back to the black community. And I think sometimes we we have lost touch. Even people like to say, you know, Africans know we know our ancestry and stuff like that. Yes, we do know our ancestry, but I think we only know it to a certain extent. Yeah, because that 
sorry to cut you, but when people say, oh yeah, my ancestors ate this, you're talking about your ancestors eating, I'm speaking from Caribbean, but you're speaking about curry goat, fried chicken, you're not speaking about like crops and grains and fruits and vegetables, you're not speaking about that, you're speaking about the last two, three, four generations that have been eating rice and patty and all of these slave foods, and not even thinking past that, like, do you know what I mean? And Survival even food. That's slave food, bro. That is slave food. Like, even if you think about it, a patty, yeah, a patty, you've got the starch, you've got the, the crumb, and then you might have a little bit of protein and a little bit of vegetables inside. That can be a whole meal. That can sustain you. Them foods are not designed to um, neutralize you. They're not designed to add to your health. They're designed to give you energy. That's it. They're mainly carbohydrates. They're not designed for your health essentially even the rice fried chicken like all of these foods are like struggle foods they're slave foods yeah. and they've just become a part of culture but culture doesn't always mean correct at the end of the day and we have to get that in our heads we like why are we not being intelligent just because my grandma ate curry got rice every sunday i must come and now no i don't care no and then also I, oh, like there's there's multiple steps to it definitely the slave food thing when you talk about caribbean but then also there's you know if we even go to just a step further which is closer to this generation it's the fact that your grandparents and all others have lived in a whole different world the system in which they lived in was very different they were in most of in environments that are producive for their melanin they were mm -hmm. in the sun and most times they were ex they had more exercise in the system than you ever are doing right now. So they are they were walking places. And if we even go even further back, we are talking about people that are working on 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 fields mm -hmm. for hours on end. Mm -hmm. They're exerting and breaking down a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So they were eating whatever they could get in order whatever to fuel themselves. Like I said, it's survival food, not food to sustain you and keep you healthy. If we keep living on survival mode, we are not going to be able to last long. Survival mode is like, like let's like say fight or flight. You can only have the fight or flight adrenaline kick only for a certain amount of time. After that, it runs out. Mm -hmm. This is why in track, and, in track and field, they have the gun because it's supposed to kick off your, your, you know, your, your, your flight of flight thingy. My mouth's going to Anyways, you get what I'm talking about, basically. You're supposed to go. But after a while, even athletes know you run out of that fuel. You can't keep going. Mm -hmm. So, like, this concept that, you know, because my grandma did and she lived to 110, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Well, the foods in which you are eating right now is very different. They are raised different. They are being pumped with different things. Your body, is, from the moment you was born, you were jabbed with more uh, whatever co concocted medicine they decided to put in you. You know, from I think it's from 1950s to now, your babies have had increased an increase of about 20 to 30 more injections that they receive at a young age. So let's stop playing ourselves. You are not your grandfather's uh, grandfather and grandmother. Um, DNA at sorts. You are not receiving and breaking in these things the same way. The chicken used to grow only a certain size at the at 1950s and 1960s. Right now, chickens are near enough the same size of a human being, some of them, or half of your leg. Like, the chicken you are eating, the wings you are banging next day after day have been pumped to look a certain size because wings, like, like just to think about it like this year, people would be like, yeah, no, I'll get four wings and chips. Four wings and chips is Two chickens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's two dead chickens. 
To you, that's just for, where do you think they're coming from? Do you think do you think those those chickens are are now starting to grow multiple wings? I wouldn't even be surprised if they've genetically changed them to start have to have to grow multiple wings because people want to be eating wings and chips. Like like you just have to break it down like this. I'm eating four wings and chips. That's already two body parts of two chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to touch on the um what you just said about because a lot of people like to say that right. My grandma ate this. And my grandma ate that. But when we, like, they wasn't eating as much. You know, the food wasn't what it was. Even my mum, you know, she's she's in her 60s. She even says the food that she used to eat when she was younger and now, completely different ball game. Even she said, like, the young women, they didn't have, like, all these belly flopping over their pants. Like, yes, they were thick women, but not how they are now. Like, no. it's completely different. So... I think, yes, we need to take that into consideration as well. The lifestyle, um, every single element has been completely changed. Even like the amount of gases and um, electricity technology, like so many things affect our health. And we can't argue with the statistics. Like the number one killer in the community is heart disease. Heart disease, um, obesity, cancer, these are all health-related diseases. So... Clearly, there's something going wrong, whether your grandma lived to 102 or not. We're from a different generation, you know? So we have to take that into consideration. Even the vegetables are being tampered with now. And a lot of old people grew their own stuff or new people that grew their own stuff and got it off of them. So times have definitely changed. And then also as well, like, we are, you know, um, not only did they just grow their own stuff, it's like, like, the the average... um, age living age as well like 80s and something um and then i think is it 80 something for men woman and 80 something for men but it's a little bit less for men and it's like already just as those basic stats you telling me that your grandma lived 104 years she's already an outlier Mm -hmm. she's not within the equation of 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 everybody else because the average is people do not live that long and and people will come back and say you know but if i'm not trying to live long i'm just trying to live uh, have a good time that's great I worked in the healthcare industry looking after elderly people and I can promise you that once you get to a certain age, it's not, oh, just the fact to live for the sake of living. You want to be able to live and actually live life. Mm-hmm. There is no point being alive and being stuck in a bed or taking 15 pills in order for your heart to just beat properly, in order for your blood to be thinned enough, in order for, you can't you can't even risk getting a sc- scraping your skin because you're on warfarin and your blood is so thin and it just starts pouring so much blood out of you that you have to go to the hospital. Like, it's fun and games now, and, you know, but in actuality, in the long run, do you want to be the person that's in their 70s and 80s that do not have the ability to do basic stuff for themselves? Mhm. Exactly, and that was my grandma. My grandma lived till she was eighty something, and she was on like maybe eleven to fifteen pills for what? Do you know what I mean? And all of these health issues that she had. Obviously, now knowing what I know now, probably could have prevented it. Um, if I knew early on, but obviously I was a child. But still, like that that I wouldn't say that's good quality of life. You know, she would fall over occasionally. She didn't want to go outside. She was scared to go outside. So she stopped going outside um, for quite a while, actually. It's just not a nice life. But then my grandma in the Caribbean now, 
my grandma's in her 70s, 80s, and completely different lifestyle. Like, my grandma goes everywhere. You know my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, like, so bizarre to see not only, like... The environment yes, is yeah, such a big pull. Yeah, a big, big like, pull. black people in the UK are not living the same way black people in Africa or black people in the Caribbean, and the food you're consuming are just not the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's stop deluding ourselves that we want to... Because people have put culture over here and health over here, mm-hmm. that somehow we seem to think that the, the two go well and well together when they don't and it's dismissive and dangerous for yourself and your children to think that yes we need to hold on to our culture but also we need to hold on to our true culture that is like great and inducive for our health Mm -hmm. and not killing us yeah because our ancestors our elders now were healers they were healers they knew all about the herbs but how you gonna know all about the herbs and still go home and eat like pork and ham and fried chicken and this and that and what like it's just so oh my god i just got the shivers because i just remembered what pork does inside your body when they start to move oh my god <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense you know what i mean and that's that's what i feel like it's happening now like everyone wants to take their cmos and this cmos this cmos that but you're still eating the same shit that you're eating now cmos is not going to fix your life just saying um so i think that people i mean not everyone's gonna go vegan that's the reality i'm okay with that i don't think everyone should go vegan um but everyone should have the information well you do have access to to the information but i feel like everyone should be informed informed it's your responsibility as the consumer because these corporations are not gonna let you know um to make an informed decision and if you are placed with you know both sides and you still choose to eat me then that's your business only god can help you and judge you but you know if you are presented with the information and you can actually see and now you're informed you're like oh okay now i get it you know now i actually need help so let me make the steps to make to get myself help and actually make the changes. And it may not happen overnight for some people. That's quite unrealistic. I'm quite a, you know, hot and cold person. So it might take some people gradually cutting out stuff and getting immersed in the community. But I definitely think regardless of whether you want to go vegan or not, you should be informed on why people are vegan and actually what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, man. Any last words? Uh, no, I, listen, I, I, I was just going to mention about the environment being like being black people, being needing to be in the sun, needing to have just that like community lifestyle. You don't have that here a lot. You just don't. No. That, that's just not... Especially in London. Honestly, I hate London. Which community do you have here? None. Uh, I think this the, prote- the omega freeze in the 60s is very similar to the protein conversation we were talking about. You know, it's just, we just getting deluded about, and the fact that, you know, you said, oh, people find out the facts. You also have to be careful on where you are getting this information from because these corporations are paying scientists to do certain studies in order to have a certain result that is beneficial for their corporations. Mm -hmm. Some of these corporations are paying lobbyists to push um, MPs, to push, you know, in America, you have governors, you know, to push certain laws forward that is beneficial for the industries. And the misconception a lot of time when we're talking, because we've been talking about to a lot of young people, but when we talk about to older people, like people like my mom or your mom, 
And my mum's whole thing at first, she couldn't understand why. But if it was bad, why would the government still allow it to happen? Because mm. everybody outside of yourself is the one that's benefiting from it. If you are not directly benefiting from it, that go, that's outside of the taste that goes in your mouth, you are the product in this. You are the commodity. Mm-hmm. And as far as I go with that with the omega-3, very similar with the, with the protein conversation, really, Yeah. to me. Because, yeah, I mean, omega-3 quickly and all the omegas, I've spoken about this before as well. Um, the best way to get your omegas is to go to the source. And uh, what are the fishy? They eat the seaweed, the algae. You can actually get um algae pills mm-hmm. that are not like um they haven't got loads of crap in it. But that's what the fishy. So why not just get it from the source? Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. But I know some people. Some, I can just hear it. Somebody say, yeah, but you know, there's some fishes that are carnivores, so they're not eating algae. The fish that they're eating are eating algae. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, a shark? You don't need to get omegas from sharks. You get them from the little fishies and, you know, the the seaweed. So eat your seaweed. And there's also many, many medicinal mushrooms that have that are high in omegas that are good for your brain health, mm-hmm. essentially. Hemp. There's just so many things. You don't need anything. like um, Black seeds. Yeah. Chia, avocado... Um, particular nuts. So yeah, it's definitely not a need thing. You do not need to get omegas or anything from animals because they get everything from the earth. The earth is the first source, period. So yeah. But it's that. Uh, and the last one is actually taste before we play the video. Oh, taste. Um, to be fair, if you're over like 18, grow up. Like... <laughs> It's not even a conversation. It's not a conversation. It was even going to be me and you that said it because like, it's I'm not, sick of this. It's not, yeah, it's not that serious. My taste buds were shite when I was younger. I used to be so fussy under the age of 18. Then I went to college and I started to try things. Um, I have to give credit to my friend. She was the first person that got me to try peanut butter. Um, what? Yeah, I used to like peanut butter. I didn't like peanuts. I didn't like anything. Um, my friend in college, she put me into so many sushi. She put me into so many things. Um, and then after that, I started to try more things. But yeah, you can train your taste buds. Like, you can train your taste buds. It's definitely not that serious. Um, there's only probably like two vegetables that I actually don't like the taste. Yeah, same. And that's like sweet and um, mushy, like green peas, British peas and sweet corn. I don't like sweet corn. But I can eat it, but it's not part of my diet. Um, sweet corn is just, it's, I feel like it's just a dead, it's a dead vegetable. I just, ugh, no. I just don't eat corn. I just, I don't like uh, asparagus. I've tried. Mm. I don't like it, but everything else I kind of can work with. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I may try sweet again at some point, season it up how I like it and see, but it has like a distinctive taste. Mm. Um, And that's what I can't get with. But everything else, most things have mild taste that can be manipulated easily. Russell sprouts are nice. I like Russell sprouts. I do like Russell sprouts. Russell sprouts are good. And it depends what you eat stuff with as well. You mm-hmm. need to eat like complementary things. Um, actually that try is everything. And season up things in the way that you like them. And if you don't know how to cook, go on the internet, go on YouTube, type in. Cookbooks are there. They've been here tasty for Tasty vegan many meals. Years. Um, Caribbean vegan meals. African, whatever the case may be. There's the internet. Like there's actually no excuse. So yeah, taste is not an issue. You can train your taste buds. Fast, maybe you need to fast and actually neutralize your taste buds, and then you'll be able to taste proper food because it's about making the intention to like 
neutralize and normalize your taste buds. So when you taste like vegetables, mm -hmm. you can actually taste the vegetables. You don't need to over season, don't need to over salt, don't need to over fry. You mm -hmm. can just literally taste it. You want to taste what the vegetables. Is. You want to actually taste the flavors of the thing. You don't want to be mm -hmm. just eating seasoning all the time. No, that's that's not but good. It's all tasty as well. Like people say, um, the argument is that it's just like you're, you're, before you eat the the animal flesh that you're eating, you are flavoring it with plant-based mm -hmm. you're using parsley and you're using you know peppers and you're using all types of na natural grown items that you know that are plant-based mm -hmm. so exactly those people that are scared to eat plant-based you are technically eating plant-based on a daily basis everyone it's actually physically impossible for you to live your life without eating plants every day mm -hmm. i mean some people eat like Isolations of plants. I mm -hmm. wouldn't say they eat plants. They only, they only eat potatoes, like some root vegetables, and they only eat potatoes every day. But that is something. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about, you are somehow, some way, having some kind of vegetable, root vegetable, some kind of thing in your in your diet at least once a day. Mm -hmm. You're disillusioned if you think that's that's not possible. You would not be able to survive mm -hmm. if you was not having some kind of vegetable in your in your food. Yeah. Exactly. So. Whether it's the bloody seasoning for some of you guys that just be that will just have a slab of steak and nothing else. Yeah, because yeah, because even that slab of steak is just seasoned with vegetables and herbs. Yeah. So, one way or another, we're all consuming plants in whatever form, even if it's isolated. But it doesn't mean that that's what you should eat. No. Yeah. The point is, vegetables aren't that bad. Um. But yeah. Ready to play the video? Yeah, how long we got? 10 more minutes. You said we couldn't record a bit longer because it took... It took a bit of a minute to, to set up. I've got to be... I have to leave. I have to be back home before um, I have yeah. class tonight. Let's do this little pit. And you can say your speech on there because I need to go meet Fingy. If that's the case, then I can just leave with them lot as well. Because yeah, I got class tonight at half seven, mm -hmm. but I don't really know if I'm going to be back on time because <sighs> it's rush hour. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, okay, so I came across this video on TikTok about veganism and colonialism and how veganism essentially is. Yeah, what's that? That's weird. That's my quinoa. Is it yours? Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, don't kill me. I don't know where. It was probably yeah, stuck on my you know what? Tell me your, this, is, this is a moment where tell me you're vegan. I, you're vegan. <laughs> I don't know how it even got on the mic. Um, but yeah, I found this video on TikTok about veganism and colonialization and how basically it's unnatural for humans to be vegan and there's this like plan to basically... Let me just play the video. You'll be able to hear. It's a byproduct of colonizing everyone. Okay. Veganism is a byproduct of colonization. Before European colonizers arrived, the indigenous people of the Americas utilized all kingdoms of life for sustenance. When colonizers came, they thought indigenous foods were subpar, so they began to import domestic animals and food crops from their homelands. One of the tools of colonization is the disruption of indigenous food systems. An example of this is the killing of buffalo to make the Native Americans dependent on the colonizers' food supply. In the same way, veganism is the next phase of creating food dependence. It is not an idea born of connection and integration with the land, but of extreme disconnection from the natural 
we can see this by searching easiest places to be vegan you will get a list of cities because cities is what makes this lifestyle possible the closer you get to the natural world and food sovereignty the more this illusion falls apart and the more conscious omnivory becomes the law of the land all industrialized food systems are out of balance and choosing one over another is creating a false narrative especially for those of us that want to participate in the ecology either way balance will be veganism so <laughs> I mean, I understand what he's trying to say. He's yeah. definitely, he's speaking about the whole vegan movement, right? We know that that's been washed and essentially like the standard vegan diet is just the plant version of the standard American diet. Okay, from that perspective, yeah. But at the same time, we know that veganism is a blanket term. Um, so I'm technically vegan. I would call myself vegan if I was out and about. Um, but I don't think restoring balance comes from us, like, being in the wild and eating animals. That's that's what I was understanding that he was trying to say. Yeah, he was like, oh, uh, participating to the ecology of... Um, I, I just don't understand how he doesn't even see the point of there is other ways. Like, I feel like that whole video was about veganism being commercialized and just that way of veganism and that point about well what some of the best places to be vegan it when i when you type that best places in the world it'll be places like bali places mm-hmm. like costa rica not like if you're in america and you type that it's going to show you cities because some people in some cities are more health aware like you have the san diegos and places like that where people are so self-aware about health that in the morning, at six o'clock in the morning, if you look out your window, you feel like as if you need to be out there with everyone having a jog mm-hmm. because people are conscious about their food. So then they are obviously producing and have, you know, health food stores a lot and stuff like that. But if you was to look at overall in the world, the places that are healthiest to be vegan. Easiest. Some, some, parts, some parts in South Africa, Costa Rica, Bali, Indonesia. There's loads of places. Yeah, but again, he's a ref. Like, if you're trying to eat a standard American diet, vegan version, then yeah, obviously cities are gonna be you know more accessible because they have more restaurants. Um, I guess they're tallying it based. The statistics are probably based on like restaurants, um, delivery services, mm-hmm. the number of people that are vegan in that space, um, vegan events, festivals, stuff like that. So yeah, naturally, that's gonna be a list of C's. Um, again, it's a different, it's completely different diet. They're not going to say, oh yeah, Costa Rica or somewhere in the Caribbean because they're not, that's already like, that's not the same thing. Do you know what I mean? That's not mm-hmm. the same like level of understanding that they have that that's veganism mm-hmm. because... They don't see that as being vegan. And, it's not, vegan. yeah, it's not labelled like that. And so, also when he's talking about indigenous people, I think this is specifically referring to indigenous people of the America's land, right? Mm-hmm. Those people consumed meat for, I think there was a lot of religious religion and sacrifices and all types of stuff that was involved in all of that. So what do you have to say about, about that actually? Um, well, I think what is happening is, yes, he's correct, um, to an extent, because even over here, like, how, like, bruv, why is the price of planting going up? Why is the price of ackee going up? Why is, like, all of these foods, these island foods, 
going up. And then you have to think about, okay, like, who are they trying to target now? Because now it's not about Caribbean people having Caribbean food. Now it's about, you know, yeah, we can sell your Caribbean food back to our people because our people are going to spend £6 on a tin of ackee. I haven't bought ackee this whole year because I refuse. Yeah, I haven't bought ackee in a um, time. So stuff like that, like, yes, they have, you know, messed with a lot of indigenous foods um, and all of that stuff. But in terms of, like, I know a lot of people like to use the ancestral argument of, oh, yeah, our ancestors. Like, in the video, he has a video, a clip of this man... I think it's like an octopus or stingray at the end of the spear. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro. Like, there are still people that live like that. That live, you know, eating meat maybe once a month. Or fish once a month. Catching it like that. But it's not something that they consume every day. Or every three hours a day. Or, do you know what I mean? So, it's just completely different. Um, But yeah, I don't really understand his intention. Because if he's saying that all diets are essentially unnatural what makes yours natural like what because what and then he he's specifically saying though he he doesn't want it to all just be tailored on being veganism how there needs to be diversity in people's diet depending on their culture maybe like a hundred years ago but not now because how how will that benefit people now if people ate off the earth the earth needs to rebalance like you said balance will be restored yeah but people are consuming way too much meat to the point where they have to make fake meat do you know what i mean it's not sustainable so it's not even us that need to like we need to consume meat differently we just need to not consume it as much at all and then if you want to go and kill a cow that's your business and eat it like that but even like they i know that they've been working on this for a long time but trying to make produce beef without cows yeah do you know what i mean they can't keep up with the demand so Mm -hmm. it's not so much yeah like the the point of that should be we need to eat less meat and more vegetables you know because a lot of farmers i watched the documentary the other day they are struggling to sell certain crops to humans the crops that they you know that's going to make the big profit is the ones that the cows and the pigs and all of that stuff's going to eat so it has like this effect this ripple effect so the argument should be or the conclusion should be we need to eat less meat collectively however you want to eat the meat that you choose to eat that's your business Mm -hmm. but we should definitely be eating less meat and more vegetables and if you do that you should just eat like have the urge to eat less anyways because you're yeah. eating more fiber you're eating more things that are good for you you're actually nourishing your body um that will essentially reduce depression i know people eat because they're depressed um you know that will want to motivate you to exercise more so you'll be eating less you'll be doing things like um getting rid of like bad eating habits so it's like this whole domino effect mm-hmm. you know that kind of will like balance itself out but as an but I've always said, if you don't do something, then nature essentially will force you 100%. at some point. 100%. So, yeah, that's what I think about that. But I just found it funny because it, people have been for waiting. For me, the, it was the way in which it was shot. It was to um, appeal to people's emotional input when mm-hmm. it comes to their attachment to eating me. And it's like, oh, yeah, there you go. Like, this is why I will never be there. Because look at what they're doing to indigenous people. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's, it's just like, another argument to, like, put down veganism. Yeah. Like, see how I told you this is why your diet is bad as mine. No, sir. 
No, sir. Try again. But I got the smoke. And there's no there's no argument that anyone could bring to me that I wouldn't be able to essentially debunk regarding veganism. There's nothing. There's nothing. And that's just how Honestly, I feel. Honestly, that's, that's how I feel about the whole situation. It ain't changing over here. I'll no. be vegan to the day I die. Yeah. But yeah, his message... Great message. Should have been but it eat was less very meat. much like I said conscious omnivore. <laughs> what the hell is that? Like wait, is that even something on, on thingy? Hold on. Let me type conscious. But like everyone's got these titles for everything. Bro, you eat meat. How can you like you're not consciously killing anything? I just don't know. If that's what makes him sleep at night, then conscious. Omnivore. I mean, isn't everyone that eats meat? Are you not conscious? You have to become a more conscious omnivore. Blood clad is actually. Oh my god, is even an Instagram page called Conscious Omnivore. So I guess it's like making better food choices when it comes to eating meat, like trying to buy more sustainable. Or... I'm a yogi, and after 15 years of vegetarian diet, I've started to eat meat. You know what? Let me not even get into this wormhole because I I, I I can't. But yeah, I would assume it's that. But then it's like, how do you kill something in a good way? It's still killing. There's no ethical or humane way to kill an animal. You're just killing the animal. You mm. just say it's humane to make yourself feel better about it. Once again, that justification thing. Yeah. There's no natural way. The only natural way is God's way and that's it. There's no, you know... That's it. That's why I don't even believe in putting animals down. Like, because when my cat was poorly, my mum, you know, a lot of people, they think they have the pet's best interest at heart. But if you believe in God or something, why would you want to interfere with that process? Do you know what I mean? Who are we to say, oh, yeah, that animal's in pain? No, human it's error funny, is... It's funny how one rule goes different for human, one rule goes different for animals because it's widely accepted to euthanize an animal. But... Humans aren't able to be in agreement across the world, but it's acceptable to euthanize a human being. Not mm-hmm. when they commit a crime, just when they're in pain. This is just that I'm, I'm even just talking about medically. Mm-hmm. You'll have to fly. I think it's sweet, uh, sweet Switzerland that you can you can perform your, uh, euthanasia, but most places in the world do not allow that. Allow that. Mm. So it's funny how those pets in which we love so much, we tend to have the heart in order to euthanize them because, oh, there's so much pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what people believe in, but I believe in God, and that's not my business. Do you know what I mean? It's not our like. I just feel like humans like to play God way too much, mm-hmm. um, when it benefits them, like you said. So yeah, no. That's it for me. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We done a whole two hours on just views. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want a bit, right? I want a half. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at a WWOS podcast. And we shall see you next week. Bye. Peace. Peace. Okay, okay. Oh, my nose is running. Where is he? Oh. Let me see how long it's going to take me to get back.
Need to get a petrol station as well. I knew you were waiting. I knew you were waiting for me. Right, my friend's downstairs. I'm going to go have a wee. Oh, 6 we we'll finish. Because we need to go. Because I think he wanted to give us more time. Because we are thingy. What? Well, I'll just tell him. Um, if we can just get the voucher for the next section. Next session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to go. Yeah. Did we say every time we talk about vegans, we just go for hours and hours? <laughs> we never have to do this episode. No, that was cool. Oh, thank you so much for the charger. So we like.